my, I have a couple good friends who, uh, God bless them, they they kind of got me got me into that. Because if it was up to me, I would just be running seven days a week. Diz Runs Radio, episode one thousand and eighty four, starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by the book, Be Ready on Race Day, the book that is my book, the first book, still still the only book, but eventually it'll be the first book of at least two that I've written, uh, but I wrote this book a handful of years ago with the idea of writing a book that would help you or anybody, whoever reads it, whether you're reading it, if, I guess if you're not reading it, it probably won't help you very much, but if you get yourself a copy, if you haven't done so already, and give it a look, the idea behind the book is to help you make sure that Everything is ready to go for you on race day, that you're putting a good training plan together, that things are structured accordingly, that you're adjusting as needed, um, doing all the things that that I try to do as a coach for the folks that pay me, kind of helping you have those tools and and be able to do those same things for yourself, whether you're starting from scratch and writing your plan from, from day one, or whether you, you've got some type of one size type of fits all plan that isn't a bad place to start if you go ahead and tweak it and customize it and adjust it and actually make it your plan instead of just, you know, a one-size-fits-all plan. Because once you adjust it, it's no longer one-size-fits-all. It's your plan. And the book can help you do that as well. Also, not for nothing, but the book can be useful even if you're kind of in the middle of a training plan. Maybe you got started, things are going off the rails a little bit, you're not quite sure how to adjust. You can get the book and just turn to that chapter, which I think is like chapter 8. Don't quote me on that, but I think it might be. You turn to chapter eight, how to adjust the plan. You start to read through a little bit. You go back to your plan. You tweak, you adjust, you turn the knobs, and you're good to go. So you can read it cover to cover. You can use it as a reference point for different phases of the training plan to help you kind of, if there's a little a little, a little spot that needs a little work, you can use it that way as well. So if you, if you haven't gotten a copy yet and you want to check it out, be ready on racedaycom is the website. There's some sample chapters, things like that there. Of, that are just freely available. You can also obviously order a chapter or order. You can, I guess you can order the sample chapters, but you can actually order the, the book proper from the website, or you can get it on Amazon. It's available on Kindle available in print, potentially down the road available on audio format. Uh, I've been, I've been kicking around that idea for a little bit. I know some of you have asked about it in the past. Um, maybe, maybe next year. We'll put a we'll put an audible version of the book out there. Um, not sure that's the best way to do the book, but hey, you know if you're more of an audio type of person, maybe that would be maybe maybe just because it's not the best uh, option for me. Maybe it might be a good option for you. Maybe I need to start thinking about things that way. Anyway, right now it's available print and digital. Maybe audible. Let me know if you want that option. Um, but again, be ready on raceday.com is the website. Check it out for sample chapters. Order a copy there or order it on Amazon have it one clicked to your house the next day, put into practice, hopefully as soon as you get it. Anyway, check it out. Be ready on racedaycom And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. 
Hey, y'all. My uh, guest today is a lady that uh, has seen running from a lot of different angles over the years. And uh, as such, I'm sure, confident that we will have no shortage of things to discuss today. Probably too many things to discuss today. But, uh, you know, that's, that's one of those first world problems. We'll deal with that as we go. But uh, in addition to her running life, which clearly we'll get into today, she's also an author, entrepreneur, mom of four, and has somehow found time in her busy, busy life to schedule a little chit-chat with me. So let's get the party started and officially welcome Ms. Maggie Sexton to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Maggie. Really appreciate it. Hey, Denny. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking, looking forward to it. And uh, y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, want to kind of follow along with, with Maggie a little bit more on the social media, you can find her on Instagram at Mamalogs by, uh, sorry, there's an underscore in there. I'll get back to the underscore in a second. Mamalogs by Meg underscores between each word. So Mamalogs, M-O-M-O-L-O-G-U-E-S underscore by underscore Meg, M-E-G. Maybe one of the best Instagram handles I've ever seen before. I don't know. I don't want to rate them all, but that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. You can also find her website if you want to kind of find out more about her, her personal or her, I'm sorry, her professional life, uh, MegSextonConsulting.com. Um, and as per usual, I have everything linked up in the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1084. Dizruns.com slash 1084. Take you back to the show notes for today. Photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. So, Maggie, the way we always get things started around here is with uh, a pretty simple question. Sometimes it's an easy one to answer. Sometimes it's uh, not because there's a lot of good options out there, quite frankly. But one way or the other, it's, it's a good way to start the conversation. And it's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yes, you've got it. So it's changed throughout the years, but currently it is the half marathon. And, uh, you know, in this stage of life with four young kids, it's what I find manageable in terms of training. And uh, I still feel like my my old bones <laughs> can rock it. Um, I can uh, train just the right amount, uh, still fit in those long runs and not feel like it's all-consuming and disappearing, you know, for a couple hours on the weekends. Um, so, yeah, right now it's that 13.1, and I'm currently training for the uh, Columbus half coming up in October. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, the half marathon is, is, I think it's safe to say, the most, the most common answer uh, to that question. Okay. Um, yep. in, in large part because of what you said. I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, life is busy, and dedicating, you know, the, the time right. to, to train for marathons all the time. Like, you know, that, that, that works here and there sometimes. Um, sure. But, but for a lot of us, you know, staying, staying relatively half marathon ready, like that's a little bit more doable than you want to lock it in for training. Like it all, it all you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, kind of status quo, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so good. Well, well how did you get uh, started in, in the sport of running? Meg? I, know, I know you've got some history yeah. here, uh, but, but how, how early did you uh, start putting, them, putting one foot in front of the other as something that you enjoyed doing? Sure. I go way back. So I started when I was about 12 years old, so about sixth grade. I had uh, two older sisters who uh, were all three years apart. So um, the one, you know, they were all running cross country. I'd go to their meets, kind of see, kind of get a feeling for what it was, what it was like and just started giving it a shot. And um, we are all, if you know, the Farron sisters, my maiden name, we're all kind of lanky, <laughs> tall, lanky girls and not super coordinated in anything. So we'd give it a go with, you know, volleyball, basketball, all the things and just kind of sat on the bench. So my oldest sister, Sarah, started running and we figured out, wow, like we can do this. We can put one foot in front of the other. And um, 
so we were really good at running and um i started you know like i said when i was 12 and then never stopped honestly i've been running ever since um i ran in middle school high school and then went on to collegiate running i went to division three uh ran at ohio wesleyan university here in delaware ohio and um ran mostly you know the 5k and then track I, I gave it a go a little bit with steeplechase which was hilarious because uh being uncoordinated there needs to be a certain <laughs> level of coordination in the steeplechase yes, you get yourself in yes, trouble real I, quick i did a flip over the uh steeple in in practice one day That's and enough. uh bloody we're, we're done with the steeplechase yep, now that was it so i did it i think i did it once <laughs> um and then after college i started running uh marathons so I went into marathons right out of school and uh, did that for about maybe five years and then um, went back down uh, to half marathons and kind of been doing that distance ever since. So I've been running for over 30 years. Um, and my goal is to be a lifelong runner. Uh, my mom is in her 70s and she's still running. She just did a half like a couple years ago, which was amazing. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want to run forever because it's my sanity. It's, uh, it's just passion and a love that I want to be able to do into my seventies. So, yeah, yeah. I know you're at least, at least one, you're preaching to the choir. I get a feeling there's a few folks listening yeah. that, are, that are right there with you. You know, it's, it's, I've said a few times, I think that, uh, you know, somewhat tongue in cheek, but also kind of serious. Like, I just want to keep running until they put me in the ground. Like, right. like right up That's until it. right up until the end, as much as possible. Serious. Um, serious. Yes. It, I don't know if I'm if I'm curious. It's quite. I, mean, I guess I'm curious. Well, we'll go sure. with curious. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I've I've heard stories. I don't know that I've talked to too many folks, but but I heard stories of folks that, um, you know, started out running relatively early. Definitely, you know, sure. some that that ran competitively in high school, college, etc. That you know, as as get, getting into into life, and and maybe some of the fastest days are behind you because you know you're not right. 19, you're not 20 anymore, like wh- whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Start to start to kind of drift away from running because you know you you, you tasted the competitive nature of it, and then it kind of loses right. maybe loses something, or at least can potentially lose something. Was there ever any sure. any issues with that with you coming out of your your high school and, and college days, or was was running kind right. of just I mean good to go, just different phase of life type of situation? Yeah. You know, I've always come back to running. Like I've tried other things. Like you said, I'm, I'm past my prime. (laughs) Hate to admit it. Although as I get closer to 40, I'm like, you know, I, my age, my age range is going up. So my times are going to be more competitive. So I've got that in my back pocket. Um, Runners are are the only people that are like, yes, I'm, I'm, I hit hit that that five or I hit that zero, like new age group. Here we go. (laughs) Yes. 100%. So, um, but yeah, you know, I've just, uh, it's like a lifestyle for me, you know, and I'm sure for a lot of your listeners, it's, uh, it's not about the time anymore. It's not about the, you know, uh, getting necessarily faster. It's just, honestly, it's, it's mental sanity for me. It's the endorphins. Um, so it's kind of changed, you know, it's changed throughout the years. Um, what it's meant to me because back in the day it was my, more of my identity, I guess you could say, you know, in college, I was the cross country and track athlete. And then I was the marathoner. And um, I was always striving for faster and qualifying times, things like that. But now, um, you know, it's just, 
I've found some of my greatest friendships through it. We have, um, if you've ever heard of MRTT, so it's Moms Run This Town. We've got a super strong chapter here in Westerville, Ohio, and I found some of my my best friends through that. And um, we still run, you know, 5 a.m. because it's it's what time we can fit it in now. But running has definitely changed throughout the years, what it's meant to me, but it's always been like my best friend. So no, I've never really had a period of, of fizzling out with it. And I hope not to, Right. Um, but we'll see. So, well, but, but hopefully, you know, in, in, in no way of, right. of knowing for sure, but it sounds like, you know, with the, with the, with the, the, not, not perception is that the right, but the perspective. There we go. We'll, we'll get to the right yeah, word yeah, eventually. Yeah. If, I, if I just keep that's stammering it, long it. enough, we'll get to the right word. Got it. Um, but the perspective of, you know, I want to keep doing this for the next 30, 40 years. However, how much, much longer you're on the planet? You know, same thing with me. It's like, yeah, you might be, you know, at least for me, you know, I still have some, some time goals, some things I want to achieve on that front. Right. But not that I'm willing to sacrifice for the longevity of it. And, and, That's it. you know, so, so yeah, if I want to be competitive in my age group or whatever, cool. But like at the end of the day, you know, keep on keeping on long-term is more important. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've started to do, you know, some more cross training and lifting. Cause I know it's more important as I get older and, um, just for the sheer fact of, yeah, I want to keep running for, for years to come. So when you um were 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 younger, maybe closer to to your prime, kind of that transition from college yeah. running to to the longer distance stuff, the marathon running, um, how did how did that go? Because again, you know, I I don't know yeah. what it's like to run in the co- at the college level. Um, I I I didn't even start running until I was gosh probably okay. probably pretty near thirty is when I really kind of started getting okay. into it. Um, but but you know, again, I I can just I can just imagine. You're running at whether it's D1, D3, whatever. You like you're running at college level. That's that's competitive, right. competitive running. Um, yeah. And then you get into to road running, running, running marathons or, or whatever distance it might be. But where, you know, forgive me for assuming, but probably not the the front of the pack of major marathons, things right. like that. Um, right. Right. Was was that like what was that transition from short, fast, hard? You know, five Ks, maybe ten Ks, things like that, to maybe grinding out for three hours, three hours plus for yeah. for twenty six miles. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's crazy. So I feel like that was super hard for me. So going from college, um, and having like this tribe of best friends with you, you know, and an amazing coach, I had the best coach, uh, Chris boy, he actually, uh, at Ohio Westland. So he just stepped down. He just recently left, but he was, he was amazing. And, um, probably the reason why I decided that I wanted my, my lifelong goal to be a lifelong runner. Um, so, but that is when, um, when I transitioned from running collegiately, uh, out to, you know, kind of graduate school, trying to figure out what I was doing, uh, started training for marathons because I didn't really know what else to do. You know, that was the next thing. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to set these goals, going to start running longer, see what I can do in that arena. And, um, I actually fell into a pretty extreme eating disorder at that time. So, um, just with the training with, uh, you know, running these 20, 22 mile runs, um, I, and I had a lot of tendencies, uh, in college too, I started falling into it my senior year, but uh, not 
still kind of tinkering on it. Um, but when I started training for the marathons, I, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of it was loss of identity, not really knowing what to do next and feeling like, well, I can get faster. I, and how do I get faster? Well, logically it doesn't make sense now, but at the time I thought, well, I can lose, you know, I can lose some pounds here. I can, I can become the stereotypical marathon runner here. And, um, so unfortunately I struggled, uh, gosh, for about six years before I ended up going away and getting help. Um, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, during that time I did get faster for a short period of time and then I got really sick. Um, so I, I did about six, six marathons. I did some of the Boston marathons. Um, but unfortunately I was not healthy. I was not healthy. And I finally, with some, uh, you know, some pushes from family and friends, but ultimately it had to be my, my decision. Um, I went away to, uh, an inpatient facility in Arizona and, um, got some intensive help there. Um, thank the Lord and, uh, came, came back out healthy and recovered. However, there's been lots of relapses in between. So we can talk a little bit through that as well. Um, but yeah, that's unfortunately that period of time was um, not, not a good one and kind of fell into some, um, you know, uh, a really bad time there. So, well, I, you know, first and foremost, I, I appreciate your willingness to, to go there because it's certainly not a not a fun sure. topic in general. But, but yeah, you know, when it's, yeah, when it's yeah. your topic, it's it's even less fun to, to, to dredge yeah. some of that up, I'm sure. Sure. Um, but, you know, to, to, to the to your or at least one of the points you made or at least one of the things you said maybe it was it was maybe not the key point but you know on on one side of things like just the right. physics of the equation you know without without trying to to make any any points beyond just the simple physics of it if you it, you know if you, if you're lighter weight it takes a little bit less energy to to move something right i mean just like right, even right. even humans aside like it's easier to move you know a small car than a than a semi truck if you had to push something up a hill like like just the, yeah. the weight of the the equation makes it makes it easier so, you know, and that's something that, that runners have talked about before. I've seen it in running mm-hmm. magazines, et cetera, where, you know, like, like this, this fine line of, of, um, you know, I, I don't want to say optimal right. weight, but like, you know, right. it, it, like the, finding that, that balance and, and, and how that can be a, a thing that can help a little bit. Um, yet at the same time, it can be a very slippery slope as, as kind of, it mm-hmm. sounds like you experienced, mm-hmm. um, you know, look, looking back at it with, with the benefit of, of hindsight. And, and I don't know right. exactly where this will go, but we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, like what is, at least for you, and we're not trying to diagnose mm-hmm. anybody else or, 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 or whatever, but just in, in your perspective, is, is there, you know, like, again, I don't know exactly the, 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 where this is going, but like, like how, how do you or how could you maybe in, in, that, in mm-hmm. that moment have, have walked that line without going over it, if that makes sense? Right. Of like, of, of working on ways of being healthy, you know, all around. And maybe that doesn't right. losing a little bit of weight. Maybe it doesn't, but, sure. but in, in general, um, without taking it to the extreme of eating disorder and, and right. unhealthy consequences that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point, Denny, cause it, it is like the, the best way to, to, I guess, label it is a slippery slope. Um, because you can, you can healthily, you know, 
um, want to get faster, right? And you can maybe hire a run coach or hire a nutritionist or a dietitian to help you make sure you're eating the right things, fueling your body healthily, um, and perhaps increasing your your lean muscle mass, things like that. Um, but unfortunately, I went the other route and I restricted. So I, I restricted to a point that my body was not being fueled. Um, I was losing weight. I was losing muscle. My body was, you know, resorting to anything it could right. to to keep functioning. Um, so eventually it got to the point where I was not running as fast because I was completely depleted of, you know, um, fuel. So, yeah, so I think, um, you know, unfortunately, mine just kind of ended up being the perfect storm. I definitely had a genetic component um, there. It, it certainly um, is a tendency in my family. I, I'm, uh, I guess, fortunately, the only one that ever fell into a full-blown eating disorder, although, you know, it, it wasn't really a thing uh, 20, 30 years ago, maybe when, um, you know, you weren't really diagnosed as much, but it's become obviously much more mainstream and uh, people talk about it more, which is why I, you know, I'm pretty open about my story and I, I want to talk about it because I know there are so many other people out there struggling. Um, but yeah, and I think also just with the environment of, of running, you know, um, kind of those aesthetic sports, so gymnasts, figure skaters, runners, um, you know, a lot of focus is on the, the body and, um, it's, it's unfortunately, uh, you know, something you can, you can fall into, uh, negatively focused on, um, you know, uh, what you're eating and become obsessive to it, to a point where it's, it's a negative outcome, not a positive. So, um, yeah, but that being said, you know, I, I got through it. Um, I'm still getting through it on a daily basis. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a lifelong struggle. Um, I was in it for so long that the, the habit, the mindset, um, some days it still, still pops up. I kind of call it my drill sergeant. Um, but I'm continually getting help. I'm, I talk to, I talk to a therapist once a month still, um, just kind of keeping me on track. You know, I'm, I'm out of the weeds, but it's easy to fall back into it. So I always want to make sure I'm staying on, on track. And, um, so yeah, so kind of rambling there, but, um, long story short, yeah, it's a slippery slope. And, um, you know, if you're someone out there on that slope, I just, I encourage you to talk to someone, you know, just, um, try not to shove it down or say you're okay. Um, just, just talk to, talk to someone, even if it's just a friend to, to start, you know, um, and that's, that's the best, best thing to do is to, to talk to someone. So, um, another, another question about, about and maybe this would be something that, that, could help hopefully it could help somebody of course i mean that's the, yeah. you know, kind of the hope for the, this whole part of the conversation but sure um you know you, you said that at, at least how i heard it maybe not how you said it but, but how i how i heard your your you know part of this story is that at first you know you were losing weight and you were getting getting faster right. um which which again just going back to the pure physics of it kind of makes a little bit of sense yeah but as as it as that continued and, and you continued to, to be dealing with the, the eating disorder and, and also running and pushing yourself on that front. Um, 
what were, if, if there were, I'm assuming there were, what were uh-huh. some of the, the negative impacts that related to your running in terms of, I don't know, were there injuries or, or, you know, just plateauing, sure. you know, regression, like, like what were some yeah. of the negative consequences of not fueling yourself while you were, while you were running as much as you were? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, you know, I didn't really get injuries necessarily, but I found myself just hitting the wall, you know, in, in races, um, uh, around that 18, 20 mile mark, I just, I wasn't fueled. So, uh, you hit that wall and it, it's, it's awful. Um, and I, you know, um, recovery wise, it, it was not as fast, not that running a marathon, you're going to be recovered in right. a couple of days. Right. But, um, I definitely felt like, I remember feeling like I had the flu after I ran the marathon, which I guess, again, that's not atypical, but it would linger for weeks. Uh, and my body was just weak, you know? Um, so yeah, somehow I avoided injury probably because I was still super young, early twenties, kind of when I was, uh, going through that. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, my body was, it was like flatlining, like it was not, uh, you know, day-to-day functioning. I, I was foggy minded. Your brain is starving too. So, um, not only with running, but just day-to-day functioning. I felt like even at work, you know, I wasn't able to focus. I wasn't able to, um, produce the best work because my, my brain was, you know, starving. So all that crud, not worth it. Not good. Totally. Totally. You said as well that, you know, friends, family were kind of, you know, helping nudge you in the, in the direction of sure. maybe getting some help. But what was it that finally put you over the, you also said again, that, that, you know, ultimately you were the one that had to make that decision. What, what was it maybe a culmination of factors or was there any one factor that was yeah. like, all right, now it's time. Like I need, I need some help with yeah. this. Yeah. So there were actually two like culminating factors. So the one was, um, I was dating my now husband when, when I was going through this, which God bless him because he stuck it, stuck with me this whole time, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I knew that if I wasn't to get help, uh, it wasn't going to work out. You know, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't be, be able to have a successful marriage or be able to maybe even start a family if I didn't get help. I was so sick. So that was one. And then two actually happened when, um, I was running a marathon. Uh, it was the last, actually still the last marathon to this day that I've run because I've never gone back to the marathon distance. Um, a, because life has happened and I just simply haven't had the time to, to train to that degree. Um, but B, because I think in my head, I'm still scared um, because I was so sick the last time I ran a marathon. But I actually like blacked out at mile 24 um, of the towpath marathon here in Ohio and, um, ended up, you know, the medics came, drank some water, ended up kind of walk jogging the last two miles in. But I knew at that point that, uh, I needed help because the reason I was blacking out was because my body was underfueled and I was so sick and I knew I wasn't going to be able to continue my passion of running if I didn't get help. So, those were kind of the two catapults that finally got me on the phone, calling, calling around and finding who had a spot for me. And then I was on a plane literally two days later. Wow. So, wow. yeah. 
Well, I mean, scary, scary stuff, obviously, but uh, right. you know, thankfully, here, here we are. You know, however many yes. years later, talking yeah. about it, and and yeah. you know, like you said, and it, it it's continues to be something that that you know is is something that requires a little bit of focus, and maybe it's still even somewhat of a slippery slope. Hopefully, not as as steep of a slope as maybe it was before. But, right. You know, and, and I, sure. I know I'm not the first person to say this. I've heard it multiple places, but it's you know, yeah. when it comes to to eating disorders, like you can't. I mean, I guess maybe the disorder yeah. is to not eat, but like to continue to live, like you got to eat, right. you know, if it's, if it's right. alcoholism, right. like you don't have to drink to, to, to yes. live, you know, like yes. a lot of the other things that you can kind of really shut out. Um, yep. and so, so now yep. the relationship with food a bit, hopefully a fair bit healthier yep. and, and something that, yes. uh, you know, isn't, isn't as much of a struggle for you on a daily, daily basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. But, uh, like I said, you know, it still kind of rears its ugly head. Um, I have to be really diligent about, support. So, um, I, if I feel like I'm falling, falling back into old behaviors, which, um, unfortunately it's like, there's like a seed in me, you know, it's like, and if it, if it gets the right elements, I feel like it can, it can start to kind of rear its ugly head again. So, um, yeah. So like I said, I, I still, I talk to a therapist who specializes in it, uh, once a month and, um, you know, uh, there's, there's so many resources, so many professionals out there that can that can help along the way, because um, unfortunately, it's one of those things that uh, is, you know, it's it's ugly. And right. um, there's not like a, a magic pill to, to kind of get rid of it. Like you said, food is something you deal with at least three times a day or, you know, um, you can't just block it out. So it's uh, and especially as a long distance runner, it's it's fuel. So you've got to, you got to eat. And, um, but yeah, now that I'm a, I'm a mom and I'm a mom of four boys. Um, but it's, it's so important to me to model, you know, healthy behavior around food. So, um, the importance of sitting down as a family and having meals together, um, positive body talk, you know, they say, you know, maybe boys aren't as prominently, um, you know, affected by eating disorders, but they still certainly can uh, fall into that. And there is, there's a genetic component wrapped up in it. So um, I just am, am very uh, tuned into it now, you know, as far as, uh, you know, my oldest is eight, but just making sure that he's developing a healthy, healthy relationship to food the best we can right now. And, um, you know, uh, making sure they don't, they don't fall into, fall into that. So, yeah. So transitioning a little bit, but you brought up yeah. the family. Let's, let's talk about running and, and being a mom of, of goodness gracious, four, four young ones. <laughs> like, yes. Oof, yes. I, I, we have oh, one young one. We have one that's eight and that's enough. Like one is, one yeah. is a great number. And, and I mean, four is a great number <laughs> too, is, but is. four is a, yeah. a better number for you than it is for me, I think. Um, <laughs> but, but what was, what, what, what has been, or what has running been like yeah. through the, through the, you know, pregnancies, postpartum, like, like what is running right, the last right. eight or nine years been like for you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, luckily I have had pretty, uh, I don't want to say easy, but I guess easy pregnancies. Um, and I've been able to run through, uh, all four pregnancies. The first three, I, I pretty much ran until the day I was having the baby, which, um, you know, I say run, it's kind of a, you know, run, jog, waddle. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> out there moving out there. though. So we'll, we'll, it'll That's count. it. That's it. Yep. And, um, the last baby, I, uh, maybe stopped around 
34, 35 weeks just because I was getting uncomfortable and kind of just, the you know, listening to my body more. Each pregnancy, I feel like I kind of began to become more in tune with my body and able to listen to it better, better as far as kind of ligament pain, stuff like that, and just not overdoing it or pushing it. Now, when I say run, you know, it's could be two to three miles uh, a day, but just getting out there and, and doing it. Um, and postpartum running, um, I, each baby again, you know, the first two I was out there, you get the, the six week, uh, green light. Okay. I I'm out there running, I'm training for my next race, but, um, each baby I, I had, I kind of became more educated and also I feel like it became more mainstream too, just learning more about my, my pelvic floor or things like that and uh, retraining and strengthening those muscles before I went back out there and did the, the heavy pounding, um, the high impact running, just taking my time um, and taking some classes here. We have a, a great uh, postpartum experts here who have some return to running programs, did those and uh, because again, the older I get, the more I'm like, I want to run forever. So I want to make sure I'm not getting out there too quickly, uh, pushing myself, uh, you know, before I, I should be. So, um, but yeah, pretty smooth sailing. Um, and now it's just finding the time. So literally the time is before it's light out. So it's the only time the children are sleeping or not sleeping, but my husband's home so I can, I can sneak out. Um, and yeah, I run with some friends, some MRTT girls, uh, get in some miles, probably the longest runs during the week are about five, six miles. And then I like to get my long runs in on, on Saturday mornings. Um, sometimes that means running with a double stroller to and from the farmer's market, but we, we knock it out and the boys are used to it. You know, they're like, okay, it's, it's time for a run. And they pile in the stroller and, um, yeah, I've been I've been running with a double stroller for a long time now, so I'm gonna miss it one day, right? <laughs> um, miss it, but not yeah, not really. Like, like sort of miss it. Yeah, right. I'm like I get my upper upper body strength. Uh, I I get that that workout too. So it's double double duty there. But yeah, the boys are uh, eight, six, almost four, and almost two. So. It's been wild. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but but again, you know, it's 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 one of those things where as cliché as it is, like like every situation is is different and and yeah. you know, as much as I couldn't imagine adding two or three more to to my brood, like I'm sure you probably yeah, but, couldn't almost imagine having just one in the quietness of of a house of just one. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You just kind of do it, right? You're you're in what you're in and you are used to what you're used to and you, you get through it and it's all good. Yeah, for sure. Um, you've mentioned a, a couple of times and I think it's a good point to, to maybe to try to discuss more often, whether it's with, with other guests or just when I rip on my, on my own here a little bit, but um, <laughs> you know, like, like as you, you've gotten older life changes. I mean, obviously having, having four babies like that, that right. causes some changes in, in, in your body yeah. and whatnot as well. Right, too. Right. Um, but kind of adapting and, and mixing in some more, you know, some of the strength mm-hmm. training and some of the cross mm-hmm. training and, and getting some, you know, continuing to be more, I don't want to say well-rounded, but it is kind of well-rounded yeah. with your fitness so that you are able to keep running for another, and again, whatever, as long, 30, 40, 50 years, however long you're, you're right. still on the earth for. Um, 
what, what, what are you doing from a, a non-running perspective? Um, you know, whether we're, whether we're talking to other moms or just other runners in general, like, like what, what has yeah. kind of worked for you in terms of, of doing some of that well, well-roundedness or becoming more well-rounded with your, with your fitness to try to support your running? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, I have a couple good friends who, uh, God bless them. They, they kind of got me, got me into that. Cause if it was up to me, I would just be running. You, seven, you eight, and every eight. other runner, yeah. right? Like if, it was, yeah, if we it. could just run right. and, and do nothing else, that's what we would right. do. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been trying to, uh, we joined the gym, the local gym here and, um, they have some great classes cause I'm the type that needs a class. If it's not running, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to set up my weights in the living room. I'm just, I'm not, I know myself. So I, I take two, two classes a week, uh, and it's primarily body pump. So, um, it's lifting weights. It's a, it's a little bit of cardio, but primarily body, body pump is, uh, it's Lex Mills is the, um, the, uh, the creator and, um, it's great because I've, I, I've got a community there at the gym. They know if you're not there, right? You've got your spot. They know, you're, they know if you're not there. And I've also been exploring its um, body combat, which is hilarious. It's like kickboxing, but it's, it's super high energy, um, kind of like a HIIT workout. And again, just something different. And I do find, you know, it's like, it's mixing it up. It's, it's, it works. Um, and, the running, I don't know. We'll see. We'll test it out when I run this half marathon in, in October, but I think it's going to help me. I think it's going to help me with some, you know, I'm not plateauing so much, right. just mixing it up, kind of getting some different workouts in and um, strengthening my, my upper body more. My legs are good. You know, my legs have been good my whole life, but upper body, it's a, it's a struggle for me. I've got string bean arms, so <laughs> I got to work on them. Um, but yeah, so I go to the gym twice a week and primarily do body pump. I, sometimes I do the yoga class too, which is uh, super nice. It's uh, restorative yoga. So just the stretching too. I'm, I'm the typical runner. I just, I go run. I don't stretch, right? Well, that's not going to work forever. So, right. uh, trying to, trying to stretch more, do some yoga, things like that. So, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, that's, and I, I mean, I've said this before, but I, I think it bears repeating that, you know, those types of things, they don't, they don't yield the fruit right away, Right. but, but right. you stick with it and, you know, months become years and years, maybe even become decades of, of yeah. continuing to, and it doesn't have to be massive. It doesn't have to be a, a seven day a week commitment. You know, like you said, a couple days a week, but you're consistent with it. Like, may not pay That's off it. in spades at Columbus in another right. month and a half or whatever it is, another month. But right. like a decade from now, you'll be, you'll be glad that you started, you know, it, right. it, it'll be, it'll be so obvious then. Um, yep. And so, so yeah, kudos to you for, for getting on board the, Trying the, the strength out, training right. train before you, before you had no choice, right? Like, like right. you, you, right. you could have, could have waited until you were broke down to do it, but you, you got on it now, which is awesome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so, you know, as, as we're, we're not quite wrapping up yet, but we're kind of getting, getting close. Um, sure. I, I kind of hate to ask this question. Okay. It's, it's just a, it's, it's a predict the future type of question, which, you know, who, who even, who even knows what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone you know, five years, 10 years down, down the road. Um, but, but, you know, with, with the idea of, yes, you want to continue running for, for as long as possible, um, mm-hmm. you know, do you see yourself potentially venturing back into the marathon waters or, or not, or it's still, I mean, it's mm-hmm. certainly to be determined, but like, like, right. is, is there any, any itch to maybe kind of get back at it or, or not so much? 
Yeah. Um, so uh, this has kind of been an ongoing conversation. My husband asked the same thing. So I, you know, the last marathon I did ended on such a awful note, right? It was, it was crappy. It was defeating. It was kind of like, yeah. So I've always had this, this idea that I need to do one more. I need to do one more and I need to end on a high note. So uh, I'm kind of waiting until the kids are a little bit older, right. kind of waiting till I cross that uh, 40, over 40 age barrier and uh, hoping, uh, hoping to do one or two more because uh, my, my kind of my bucket list would be to go back to, to Boston and uh, do that one more time uh, in good health. Uh, because the, the three times I did it, I was not I was very sick and uh, I would love to go back and experience it um, in good health and uh, maybe with my my boys there and, uh, you know, able to to take that all in and experience it. So I uh, yeah, my uh, my hope is that in a couple years uh, I can I can get back out there, train a little bit more when all the kids are in school uh, and have a little more time freedom there um, to train and do, you know, a qualifying race. And then uh, if if it happens, get back to to Boston. So, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I mean, I, I suppose if you're if you're gonna go out, like going out with <laughs> with a mar- with a, with a Boston marathon, isn't right? really the way to say, you know what? I think I'm done with the marathon. Right, chapter. like I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool now. We closed that book. Yep, yep. So, I don't know if this, again, I don't know if this is is worth going into because, like you said, when you ran Boston, you weren't exactly in right. peak health because of the, sure. the the eating disorder situation. Um, right. But but running Boston is a big goal of mine. Um, sure. something, something where I'm definitely on the, I've got to get a, you know, a, a few age groups older, a little bit faster, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, certainly if I get right. older, it starts to become more, if I, if I can at least maintain and get older, it starts to become yeah. a little bit more realistic. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, maybe outside of the obvious, I don't, I don't know if it's outside the obvious, but, but what were, you know, running Boston three times, what were, what were your Boston marathon experience? What were some of the, maybe some of the highlights, some of the, po- were there some positives of, of sure. running Boston? Yeah. I mean, oh man, looking back, it's like, hindsight, right? So I was like 22, 23, 24, had no idea, no idea, like what a big deal, how amazing. And, um, you know, I, I ran with my best, my, actually my college uh, teammate, we ran it together two of those years and we were just like, you know, show up and just kind of just taking it in, but had no idea the, uh, you know, the, what it all meant. Right. So, um, we get, just getting to the start line was hard enough for us. Um, <laughs> I remember having to get up, you know, like, uh, 3am or something so that we could make it to, what is it? The L or the T mm-hmm. in Boston. T, yeah. I forget which one, but we had to get on that. And then you had to take it to a, a spot to get on a school bus which then took you to the athlete village and it was like a miracle by the time we we made it to the to the start line right (laughs) so we were just happy to happy to be there but um i remember running through is it wellesley there um the college and just gosh it was so the crowds i mean i'm sure you hear it from everyone but the crowds were just absolutely amazing and uh you know people the support just handing out 
uh, the Twizzlers, the Oranges, you know, everybody just out on the streets. And um, the first time I did it, I just remember like crying when I when I crossed the line because it just the the goosebumps. We had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. You know, we just kind of showed up. We're like, OK, cool. Like this is this is Boston. All right, let's do it. And um, it ju- we had no idea. Just, you know, ignorance is bliss. Right. We were early 20s now. If I made it, it's like you're you're planning the whole thing. You're that when we were there, our um, all of our families were there too, and um, we were on our feet the whole day before, just walking around the tourist stuff, you know, doing the duck tours, this and that, going to the Cheers, the bar, and wearing ourselves out. Um, no idea, you know. <laughs> so, but it was amazing nonetheless, because sometimes it's just that naivety that makes it. Uh, makes it even better so um but yeah, yeah it just it was it was amazing like everyone said I mean I would love to go back and experience it as a you know as a as a mom as an adult and uh kind of take it in more and um actually uh you know genuinely appreciate it for what it's for so yeah yeah it'll, it'll no doubt be a if it happens, different you know, experience. It'll be a completely yeah. di- for all the reasons. It'll be it'll right, be just a right. completely different different situation. A hundred percent. So yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the final question or not. We'll we'll see. We're, you know, okay. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes I I, I I paint myself in that corner, and then it's like, well, wait. Now I got three other questions to to cool. ask. Yeah. So, so right. we'll kind of see. See where it goes. Um, but you know, with 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 having that competitive experience before you know running high school college etc um pushing yourself for boston pushing yourself to with with the the eating disorder to make a strong argument i don't think you'd push back mm-hmm. unhealthy level of of that kind of of competitive nature mm-hmm. um and, and it kind of sounds like and maybe i'm i'm missing the mark which you know stranger things have happened around here <laughs> but it kind of sounds like there's still that little bit of of competitive nature in there in terms of like mm-hmm. training for mm-hmm. races and and even though you know you're not training to win, but you know, like, like a lot of us training to, to get right. the best out of ourselves on race day. Um, like how, how, how driven are you still to, at, at this mm-hmm. point by that, that the time on the clock or the, the, the race results? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Um, so my friend and I actually, we did like a watch list challenge a couple of years ago when we raced just to kind of see like how that went because we are, we were so driven by, you know, your splits and you get obsessed with your watch. Right. Um, and that was kind of cool because we just, we just went for it. You know, we just, we didn't focus on the time and, uh, we ended up, I'm trying to remember how we did that race. <laughs> see, clearly it didn't stick with me, but, um, yeah, we did we did well, you know, we, um, it was a unique way to push yourself to the limit without focusing on, on your splits, on your times and just giving it your all. So that was, that was kind of cool. I challenge, challenge other people to do that. Watch this, watch this challenge. But, um, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm still driven. Like you said, I'm that typical runner, kind of the type A, uh, perfectionist, which also kind of led me to the, to the eating disorder, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, I'm still, you know, I've, I, it's, it's hard for me to run like a 4.99 mile loop, right? <laughs> I've got, I've got to get to that five. Um, yeah. So I think that's just, that's kind of in me, right? It's in my blood that I'm, I'm always going to be a competitor. I'll say, Oh, I'm, I'm going to just do this 
do this race for fun and my husband will kind of laugh like yeah right like once you're start once you're at the start line you're you're giving it your all so um yeah i think i think it's still it's a part of me and after competing for so many years it's like it doesn't just disappear right, right. so um i say in october i'm just i'll just do it for fun like it'll be it'll be great and uh i'll be i'll be pushing myself i you know you know so um yeah i'm still driven by time um you know i've got my my prs i think that's uh those are those are the, in the past right mm-hmm. but um i can do it uh you know i can compare year by year like right. you know this this is what i ran six months ago i'm gonna beat that time so um yeah, it's it's still there and probably always will be, right? <laughs> well, and, and now they've got all the age graded calculators, so you can you know plug yes, in the time when right. you're when you're fifty, and it'll 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 adjust it to what it would have been like when you were twenty or when you were thirty there or whatever. You go. So, and then you've got the, the masters, you know, once once you cross that forty year old right. barrier, then it's like, hey, my masters PR it is starts this. all and, over. Here yeah, we go. You know, yep. Just yep. just move the line, wow. move the line, and and. Uh, you know, get, get after it, keep getting after it. So, all right. I, I know I said that might've been the one last, but I got to, I got to close okay. with a philosophical question. So okay. we will okay. make this one relatively the last one, but um, I, I close with a philosophical question, kind of like the introductory question, very, fairly, very much open-ended um, take it wherever you want. And this is where we'll wrap up for today. Um, but I'd just be curious, you know, through, through the ups and the downs and, and kind of some of the twists and the turns of, of your running journey that's been going on for, for quite a while and hopefully has many, many, many yeah. more years to go as well. Um, what have you learned through the sport of running? Whether it's something that you've learned about yourself, whether it's something that you've learned about others. Um, sure. I, I, I got to imagine there's multiple things. You pick one, two, however many you want to go with. But but what yeah. have you what, what have you learned from your your time as a as a runner? Gosh, so many things, right? Running is like the best metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many good people. There's so many good people. That's I've learned that through running because. Uh, you know, you're on a group run, you're struggling, someone's going to pick you up. You're going to have a good day, a bad day. Uh, you can either be the cheerleader or the, the person who needs help that day, but it's always going to end up, uh, there's good people, <laughs> you know. Um, persistence and dedication, commitment, all life lessons. The, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out. And um, just having that positive mental attitude day in and day out uh you dictate what the day is going to be uh just like in in a run some days you're gonna you're not gonna feel it you're not gonna be uh whether you didn't get enough sleep last night or um you know you're just your body's tired um you make it you know it's 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 in your mind so much is in your mind 90 percent, i'd say right so um yeah, running has taught me so much. Um, just, I'm so grateful that, that my body allows me to run. And every time I start a run, I just, I'm grateful that I can, that I can do that and, um, hope that it continues for, for years to come. Like we said throughout this whole, this whole podcast that, you know, the, the lifelong benefits of, of running. So yeah, but there's, there's so many lessons, uh, that I've learned from from running. Yeah. And like a lot of things, the more, you know, the more you find out you still have to learn and, uh, you know, yes. good Lord willing yeah. you, me and everybody listening, we'll have many more years, many more miles of, of learning in front of us. But, uh, 
Y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, want to follow along with Maggie as as her journey continues, maybe maybe to Boston one of these days as well. Who knows what the future holds. Uh, but MegSextonConsulting.com is the website. Again, that's more more of a, the professional side of things, which we didn't really get into, but you can check that out if you're so yeah. inclined. Uh, but certainly on Instagram at Mamalogs underscore by underscore Meg. Um, and again, we'll have that linked up in the show notes for today if you're out and about on the go. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1084. Dizruns.com slash 1084. Photos, links, the whole nine uh, will be there for today's episode. So, Maggie, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Shout out to Ellen for helping to connect us. Appreciate that. Um, but I uh, really appreciated our, our chat and uh, certainly looking forward to, to, who knows, staying in touch, maybe doing this again at some point down the, down the road. But, uh, again, thanks okay. for the time and, and nothing but the best for you going forward. Thank you so much, Denny. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Meggie and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was that little thing that uh, maybe you, you found yourself having to hit that rewind button on? Going back to a couple times. Maybe it's still rattling around your brain at this point. What was your takeaway from today? For me, it might be a little bit of reading between the lines. But when when we were talking about kind of strength training and how, you know, Maggie's had to felt the need, and I would say probably a good idea to add a little bit more strength training, a little bit more cross training to her routine and, and how, you know, a lot of us as runners, if we could just get away with running all the time and doing nothing but like we probably would, but you know, maybe there's, there's some benefits to doing some other things. And Maggie said something along the lines of, this isn't a, a, an exact quote, but hopefully I'm at least getting the gist right. She said she knew she wouldn't do her strength training if it was just about, you know, getting some weights and doing it on her own at the house. So she joined a gym, started going to the to the body pump classes a couple times a week, and lo and behold, for her, that's what works best. Being at the gym, having people tell her what to do in terms of whoever the instructor is or whatever the, the routine is, the program is, maybe having some of that that other personal connection, other other people in the class, kind of some of that that community that that also kind of motivation to compete a little bit to make sure you're you're not cutting your you're not giving up on yourself maybe cutting it cutting it uh cutting some reps short because other people are watching there's that that group accountability like that is what worked for her and she's been able to stick with it and hopefully you know again like we talked about 3 years 5 years 10 years down the road it's going to be very apparent that that was a great thing for her to do not just from her running perspective but just from life health fitness as well and the reason that was a takeaway for me is that I think there's probably areas for all of us, whether we're talking running or not, but it could be, you know, doing speed work. It could be um, slowing down and running easy. It could be foam rolling, strength training, yoga, cross training, going to bed on time. There's lots of areas, at least in my life, maybe, maybe not for you, but there's lots of areas in my life running and quite frankly, otherwise, where I kind of know what I should do. But left to my own devices, it doesn't necessarily get done. Kind of like just saying, well, I know I should do my strength training, but then not taking the action to join the gym and sign up for classes, knowing that that's what it's going to take. Maggie did that. And so, you know, my takeaway for, for myself is to look at some of those areas where I'm, I'm lacking a little bit or where I'm letting myself, you know, off easy a little more often than I would like to. And try to figure out some ways to, to set myself up for success better than, oh, Diz, just get on the foam roller or oh, just get your butt in bed on time or whatever the case might be. Both areas where, quite frankly, I've been been neglecting doing what I know I should do. So what, what can I do? What kind of systems can I put into place? What kind of guide rails can I put up? 
Maybe it's paying for something. Maybe it's, it's, you know, whatever it's, it's having a, a modem that shuts off at, you know, nine fifteen so that I can't keep streaming on the, the, the TV or whatever, you know, whatever the case might be, just getting creative, figuring out ways to set myself up for success better. And if there's an area that maybe you've been struggling, I don't know, maybe that would be something that would, that would work for you as well. Working with a coach, hiring somebody, um, or, you know, non-financial things, but just setting up boundaries, setting limits on app use on your phone, whatever the case might be, uh, just setting yourself up for success. If there's an area that, uh, you know, just do it doesn't quite work for you. Anyway, Lord knows I've got a few of those areas that I need to address for myself. So I'll worry about my own self on this one. You worry about your own self, whether that's, that was your takeaway or maybe there was something else. If there's a takeaway that you've got that you'd be willing to share, I, as always, would love to hear it. So feel free to let me know. Slide into the DMs. Tag me in a post on Instagram, on Twitter, at Dizruns, both places. You know that. You also know you can send me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can also, also head over to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 1084. Dizruns.com slash 1084. Of course, we got the photos. Of course, we've got the links. Of course, we've also got that comment section down there at the bottom of the page. Feel free to type your thoughts and feedbacks to your heart's desire right there in that comment section. Hit publish and let me know what stood out to you from today's episode. One last call for Be Ready on Race Day before we wrap this one up today. If you haven't gotten yourself a copy yet, get one. If you haven't, if you got a copy and you haven't cracked it open in a while, maybe refresh your memory on a little bit. Maybe, uh, you know, put it to practice, put it to use because, you know, it works better when you actually use the ideas in the book. Um, but if you haven't gotten yourself a copy yet, be ready on raceday.com is the website. You can also find it on Amazon. Just search for be ready on race day. It should pop right up. And, uh, if you haven't left a review for the book, you know, that's always appreciated. Goodreads, Amazon, wherever. Appreciate the, the, the reviews that many of you have left in the past and uh, feel free to, to leave one if you haven't done so already. Anyway. That's it for today. Y'all, thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Meggie and I with you. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks one last time for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Later, y'all.